good morning to you. Welcome to Get Up With God. It is great to see you this morning. We're on a beautiful another day to study the Bible together. I hope you grabbed your famous book, the world's most famous book ever, the Bible. Grab it with me. Open it up. We're going to get into it. Open up a notepad. Take some notes with me this morning. Today, we've got six points at 6 a.m. on how to be a person of honor. We're streaming live on Instagram as well. So if you, you watch on Instagram, uh, that's great. And it's going to be available forever. But uh, want to broadcast to as many people as we possibly can. So we're streaming live on Instagram. We're streaming live on YouTube as well. But if you're watching at another time, no worries. Today's episode is how to be a person of honor. We're going to get into this. So like I said, grab a notebook, grab a Bible, grab a cup of coffee. Sit down, relax. Let's get into the word this morning as we start our day. There's no greater way to start your day than reading in the word. So let's pray, and then we're going to get right into this. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We lift you up. We magnify you. We thank you and worship you for all that you have done, all that you are doing. And we just take this time, Lord, this morning to worship your holy name. We worship you for who you are, not just for what you do, but for who you are. And we thank you that you're a good God. You're a faithful God. You're faithful to us. And we just love you, Lord. We're thankful for you. And we just ask, Lord, this morning that you'd be with us as we study your word, that you'd impart your wisdom to us. Your thoughts are higher than ours. Your ways are higher than ours. So we just ask, Father, that you would begin to impart to us what our future should hold, the information that we need to make decisions, the information that we need to go higher in life. In Jesus' mighty name, we magnify you. I ask, Father, today that lives would be touched. People's hearts would, eat, would be impacted, and we just magnify you now, Lord, for all that you have done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Well, what a great way to start the day, reading the Bible, praying. It's a great way to start the day. So let's get into this. Today's topic, as I said, is how to be a person of honor. Point number one, honor takes priorities. Honor takes priorities. Time for priorities or prioritizing You make time for the things that you find important. This is one of the most important factors of honor is that it takes for uh, an important thing, anything that deserves honor. It takes a time to understand things. That's what, when you take time or manage time to prioritize something, that's called honor. That's called prioritizing. When you take time to to make something a priority, that's prioritizing. And when honor is involved in the mix of something, it recognizes something that deserves honor. I want to read a couple verses to you. Turn with me into the book of Romans chapter 13. If you're watching live on Instagram, I don't even know if this thing is is working here, but I'm not going to pay too much attention to that. But um, Romans, the book of Romans chapter, t- uh, what I say, 13, Romans chapter 13. I want to give you some foundational scriptures. Point number one is honor prioritizes honor prioritizes Romans 13 and let's go into verse um, let's see Romans 13 and let's go to verse 5 therefore you must be subject not only because of wrath but also for conscious sake for because of this you also pay taxes for they are God's ministers attend attending continually to this very thing verse 7 render therefore all to all their due taxes to whom taxes are due custom to who customs are due fear to whom fear is due and honor to whom honor is due so this is one of the points we're going to get into but that is a foundational scripture is where honor is due 
It's a requested subject. Honor is due. Honor should be established upon. And I want to relate a lot of what we're discussing and talking about, not just in general, like, you know, Bible talks about honoring your mother, honoring your father. And I implore you to go back to part one of this, the lesson of discussing defining what honor is. How how do we define honor? That's in another podcast you can listen to. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's on my YouTube channel. You can listen to that. But it says that we define what honor is. And in defining honor, just to give you a brief recap of what honor is defined as, is you can define honor as a re- as regarding or treating someone with admiration or respect. Uh, in the Greek, it's time, T-I-M-E, time, properly perceiving value. And in the Hebrew, it's the word kabad, K-A-B-A-D, meaning that it has weight or heaviness to it possessing a level of heaviness so that that's what honor is it's perceiving the proper value and when someone is due honor how do you know someone's due honor well it's not the person the individual it's the office that the person holds and just like a pastor that's a a fivefold ministry gift an evangelist an apostle a prophet a teacher these are fivefold ministry gifts and as as minister or as uh, christians we owe, this is a point we'll get into, but we owe ministers, we owe you know, people in a position of honor. The Bible says in Romans 13, where it's due, you owe that honor to them. So num- point number one is honor takes priority. It, ta- it prioritizes things that are important to you. And that's what you do. You know you prioritize what's important to you. If something is important to you, you make time for it. That's prioritizing. So if something is a high level priority, you will make, you will take time, make an effort to make time for it. And that's what we as humans do. If something is valued to us, like something is important to us, that's why you see many people have jobs and businesses that they own is if you are, if you want to make and earn money, you prioritize taking time out of your day. A lot of times it's eight to 10, 12, 14 hours for some of their day, it goes to earning money. Is that, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but that is a priority to you. You prioritize that. So when something is honorable, honor, to be a person of honor, you prioritize things that deserve to be prioritized. You take time for things that deserve and need to be prioritized. It becomes important to you. You set time aside in your day. You set time aside in your week, in your month, and you make this thing have its own place so that you can give it the proper attention. Point number two, point number two, honor makes things, not only does it make time for things, but it makes things that are supposed to be important, important. Let me say it like this. There's two parts to honor. There's recognition and then there's the performance side of it. So it's recognizing something that needs or deserves honor. And then it's the other side is performing that honor, giving honor to whom honor is due. So point number one is when something is important to you, you prioritize it. Point number two is that you recognize what is or what should be important to you. Turn with me into 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5. So when you see things, when you recognize something that's due honor, and I, I keep reverting this back to ministry because that's that's the subject in which we're, we're tying this to is specifically to ministry. When you connect the dots here that a, uh, let's just say it's your pastor, because every person should have a pastor. Every Christian is called to have a pastor. 
It's not just for some. It's not just for the the weak. No, it's for the very strong. The Bible says in Ephesians uh, 6 that we are to be brought into perfection by these gifts, the fivefold ministry gifts that belong to me and you. That's what a minister does. That's what a pastor does specifically. Is there a shepherd? They are, you're, you are a sheep of God. You're in the sheepfold for a pair for a, um, um, analogy reasons. You have been a, a part of the sheepfold of Jesus and a pastor is a shepherd. It keeps you within that fold keeps you close to Jesus and he's made to perfect you. So they deserve that office deserves honor. Let me show you how you recognize it. First uh, Timothy chapter five, verse 17 says, let the elders who rule, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Uh, for the scripture says that you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain and the laborer is worthy of his wages. So again, let the elder who rule and a pastor is, would be an elder of the church and rule. And there are other elders as well. Be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. That's what a fivefold minister does is they labor in the word and doctrine. So the first two point number two, but one of the first things is a person of honor you have to do is recognize who deserves honor who is someone that needs honor who is someone that is supposed to have honor bestowed upon them that takes recognition that takes understanding that and the bible tells us not only are they deserving of honor but they're due double honor they're due twice as much so it's important to recognize not just perform a person as a person of honor but to recognize when someone is due honor. Point number three, now I want to get into the performance of it. Again, in Romans 13 and 7, honor to whom honor is due. So let's think about this for a second. We're going to get into some of the practical things on this. Um, the importance of this is understanding what goes into being a person of honor. Honor takes time. Honor is going to take uh, effort. Let me make a, make a note of this. It's going to take you giving of certain things that cost you they're an expense to you it costs you something to be a person of honor so you again going through our three points number one you put things that are important you prioritize for them number two you recognize things that should be taken time out of or taken time for i should say and prioritized and number three you st we're going into no point number three, performance of the, that honor. Being able to perform, to be an, a person of honor now, it takes performance. Romans 13 and 7 says that we are to bestow honor to those whom honor is due. So here's some ways, and I want you to write these down, that it's extremely important of you and how to bestow honor. I want you to liken it to someone that you love closely or love with affection. And it's, it's, there is a form of love and commitment to something and someone that bestows honor on somebody. Like if you love somebody and you care deeply for them, how do you act around them? What do you do? Well, you, you take time to talk with them and make sure you understand how they feel to make sure they know how you feel. You, uh, take time to make sure they know that you love them. That's what I mean by feel, not that you just, you know, vomit all your, aggravation on them no I mean if you care about somebody and you love somebody you know you make sure they know that 
So it's communicated verbally. It's communicated. How else is it communicated? Because there's other ways to communicate, not just verbally. You communicate through gifts and sacrifices. Bestowing honor isn't just about giving of money, but that is a form of being able to bestow honor or give attention and prioritize somebody is through finances. You, it is a financial sacrifice. You find them important, so you give of your resources to them. What do I mean by that? Well, you think about an anniversary of a, of a couple, a married couple. They've been married for some time, and they have an anniversary that they celebrate yearly from the date of their marriage. Well, that's an important event. And it's not that it's that event is not real without money, but how do you show affection in that time other than uh, you know physical touch and verbally? You give that person a gift because it's a sacrifice of something that you have. You give money to them. And that's the same thing. You know, if you really truly love somebody, it's going to cost you something. So not only does it cost you financially, but it's going to cost you time. It's going to take some time that you take from yourself. Oh, that's a cuss word in the Christian world. Well, I don't, that, that's, that means I, it costs me time. I don't have all the time in the world. That's right. I know you don't. That's why it costs time. You spend, you ever heard that phrase? We're spending time together. That's because you, as, as you spend time, as you get in, uh, uh, as you come close to somebody and you spend time together, that time costs you time that you'll never get back. See, the difference between money and time is you can never get time back. You can always get more money. Even if you lose money on a bad deal, you'll never be in a place where you can't earn money again or you can't get money. But time, you can never get back. Once time has passed, it's gone forever. So even though financially you can bestow love to someone through the form of money and gifts, that's a form of, of love and honor, but spending time with them is a, or, or time for them, not just with them, but spending time for them. Like my wife, we've, we've went through the five love languages when we got married and, you know, we're in counseling and all that kind of stuff, premarital or whatever it is. And we found each other's love language and things like that. And of course, I have a love language, but my wife's love language is acts of service. So she, if if I do things like around the house for her that she didn't ask for, that she didn't even think about, and I just go and do it, I just take care of it, that means that's important to her. It's not the service so much. But the fact that I took the time, now the service is important, right? If it's doing the dishes or cleaning up something or building something for her, those are all great things. And she's, she loves those things. But the fact that I took time to go and do it, it's time that I took from my own life and went and did it for her means something that's a value to her. This is what honor is for people. You want to honor your pastor. You honor them with your money. You honor them with your effort. But you honor them with your time. It takes time to do these things. And it's a cost because you'll never get that time back. So you giving of that is a high important value of it. And again, I don't want to go too much into defining honor and what honor is because we have part one for that. You can go back and listen, defining what, what is honor, how to be honor, or you know, not so much how to be, but what is honor? How do we define honor? And within that, just a quick recap, it's that you you. Uh, honor sees things at the level they deserve to, to be see, seen at. It it prioritizes something at a high level because it's weighty, it's heavy, and you should see it that way, but that's what honor does. So point number three is the performance of. Honor is due from you. Uh, let's go number four. 
Honor makes you useful to God. Honor makes you useful to God. Point number four. Turn with me into 2 Timothy chapter 2. So one, one little book over. 2 Timothy, the second chapter. 2 Timothy 2, verse 19. Verse 19 says this. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having the seal, the Lord knows who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Verse 20, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some of honor and some of dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, useful for the master and prepared for every good work. So a vessel of honor becomes useful. So now the question arises, how do I become, what do I do? What do I need to do to be a vessel of honor? Because there's vessels as a vessel, a human vessel. There are opportunities for you to be a vessel of honor or potentially a vessel of dishonor. So the question arises, what do I need to do to be a vessel of honor? And the Bible clearly defines it here. The solid foundation of God stand having the seal. The Lord knows who are, who are his. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but of wood and clay, some of honor and some of dishonor. So to be a vessel of honor. You depart from the previous life and you enter into a new life. A lot of people don't like that idea. I got to get rid of things that I used to be to be a new person. You must change under Jesus Christ. Not only does you, do you spiritually become a new person, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, old things pass away, all things become a brand new thing. Well, today you are a brand new person within Christ, but it takes you departing from the old ways, departing from the things of the past and going into the new things. That's what it's going to take for you to be an honorable vessel is becoming a new person, becoming useful. So if you can be useful to God, that's what it says here in second Timothy, you become useful to God. Is it true that you could be not useful or unuseful to the Lord? That's because a dishonorable person doesn't think about the basics of it. The very surface level things. Honor doesn't take time for things that are important. Honor doesn't prioritize things, or, or I should say dishonor doesn't prioritize things. That You're not useful to God if you don't do these things. You don't take time out for the important things that should be prioritized. That's a dishonorable person, and that's unuseful to the Lord. And I don't know if that's the right term or right vernacular, but unuseful. You're not useful for God when you're dishonorable. So the question arises, how do I be dishonorable? What do I need to do to be an honorable person? I need to make sure I'm honorable. So number four, point number four is being useful to God. Number point number five, there's no quicker way up or down in your life. There's no quicker way up or down in your life. Honor shown by what you do and what you don't do. So in other words, Honor is displayed in your acts of life, how you live and what you do for the person that you, that, that, uh, that you serve under, whether it's your pastor or, or watch this, the honor that you show directly to God in your private time. Do you honor God? Do you honor your time with him? Those are important factors. There's no quicker way up or down in life than through honor by what you do or what you don't do. 
And so sometimes not doing something and, and choosing to separate yourself from some things is showing a display of honor to God. You know, what are some areas in your life that could be dishonorable to God that you need to cut out of your life, that you need to separate yourself from so that you don't show dishonor and you can be still useful to God? You know, one of the most important things about honor is being able to recognize when something is dishonorable or honorable. You know why it's easy to do? Not so much the act of it, but watching and being alert to, it's easy to do because it just takes a little bit of effort to look and see what does this need my attention or doesn't it? And most people that are oblivious to these things don't take the time to, to look into them. They don't see what's important. They don't see what's not important. So they don't really put the effort into recognizing these things, but it's important to do. And it will make your life go up or go down. I said this in my previous podcast uh, about one of the points of uh, promotion within uh, within uh, honor is that the the hinges or, or I should say the doors of promotion hinge upon your ability to honor or display honor the 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 doors of promotion they swing on on honor because honor is a a trait that useful people have I want to take you to a quick story. Um, in Acts 13, 13 and, and Acts 15, 38, I'm going to be quick about these because the story could get long winded, but there's a man, a John, his name's John Mark. He was traveling with the, uh, I guess the evangelistic ministry of, of Paul. And we see an account that comes up of him and a disagreement that they have in Acts 13. So I want to read this to you and why this is dishonorable. What happened here? Acts 13 and 13. Now, when Paul and his party set sail from Paphos, I want you to remember these names. They came to Pergia in Pamphylia. So they were in Pamphylia. I want you to remember that name. And John, John Mark, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. So he went home. So he departed from the things that they were doing. They were in the ministry field. And we don't really have a lot of definition around it, but it, it makes it sound like it, as we read, turn now to Acts 15, but he, John Mark departs from the evangelistic travelings of Paul and his entourage. He, John Mark leaves. Now we pick that scenario up in Acts 15 and 38. Listen to this now. Uh, we'll turn to 36 rather. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of God and see how they're doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark, but Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia. So that's the account of them, him leaving and going back home to Jerusalem in 13, Acts 13. He said, uh, uh, Paul insisted that he should not take with them the one that departed and had not gone with them to the work. Verse 39, now listen to this. Then the contention became so sharp that they departed from one another. So Barnabas went one way and Paul's ministry went a different way. They separated because of this disagreement. And so Barnabas took Mark, sailed to Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brother to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Now, who made the right decision by leaving Mark on him? What does this have to do with honor? I'll tell you. Who made the right decision here? Well, if you read the rest of the book of Acts, we're only in chapter 16. It goes uh, 10 more chapters or whatever it is. You, 
it follows the ministry of Paul now. Barnabas takes Mark, who left. He abandoned his post. And Paul takes uh, does not take Mark. And the rest of the book of Acts that Luke accounts of follows the ministry of Paul. So who made the right decision? Just assuming, I can, you know, you can have your own opinions about it, but just making an assumption here, it seems like Paul made the right decision leaving Mark out. But why? Because leaving and abandoning your post is not recognizing the importance of what you're doing, seeing the importance of things. That's dishonor. That's dishonorable. God doesn't avow, does not value those things. I want to take you back to 1 Samuel chapter 2. You don't have to turn there, but you can make a note of it. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 30 says that God will honor those who honor him, but he will despise those that despise his things, he will lightly esteem or or not bring up to a high level. Remember what honor does. Honor brings things up to the high level that they're supposed to be on. And God says, those who honor my things, I will lift up. I will honor and bring to a high level. But those that don't think highly of my things, I will think on a lower level. Eventually, we see later in the New Testament, Mark makes things right, makes things right with with Paul. And Paul says, bring Mark with you now because he's become useful to me. We see that later in the the chapter. I think it's in... uh, it might be in First or Second Thessalonians. I can't remember the exact place. But we later see that, that Mark now is useful again. He uses that exact word. Mark has become useful to me. Why? Because dishonor is unuseful. You're not useful to God when you dishonor things that are important. Now, keep it simple. Don't beat yourself up about these things. It's going to take you recognizing what's important. It's going to take you understanding what things deserve attention and attention to details. That's what honor does. It takes time to uh, put on a high pedestal. Not that you're a, you're, it's a God to you, but God is your God. And what he thinks is important should be important to you. That's how you become a person of honor. That's being an honorable person before God, being useful to God. This has been 6 Points at 6 a.m. I hope this helped you this morning. Hope it was an encouragement to you. And as always, subscribe to my uh, YouTube channel if you haven't yet. And be sure to turn on the notification bell. It lets you know when I go live. As well, subscribe to my email. You can go to dylanmaverick.com, and there's a place that you can subscribe to my email on there. And that allows you to get these 6 Points at 6 a.m. I send an email out every day. And then at the end of the week, I do a recap of everything we've gone through, and you can take time to study these things for yourself, and you should be a student of the Word. It'd be a helpful thing for your life. Hope this blessed you. I'll see you on the next broadcast. Have a great weekend. I love you. Be blessed, and I'll see you on the next one. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.